Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, March 18th, we look at Lesson 11, Managing in Tough Times. Together, let's see the possibility of thriving even amid tough times with Christ as our center. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, Michael, here we are, Lesson 11, Managing in Tough Times. Memory text is coming from Psalm verse, uh, chapter 50, verses 14 and 15. Uh, Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. All right. So managing in tough times is setting the, the picture, I guess you could say, of a time that is not good and yet still being able to be a good steward amidst those times. And I think now is better than ever uh, with ISIS skyrocketing, gas, uh, food, uh, housing market is crazy, right? Uh, this is a chance for us to now come to God and say, God, even when there's plenty, even when there's not, we're still here to be a blessing unto you and your throne. Uh, go ahead, Michael, share if you have anything. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, who can't relate to this, right? I mean, right. That- most people, um, even when the economy is going well, that that misfortune can happen. You they know, can. people can go through a divorce, which usually has a lot of financial implications. I mean, you can have tough times that people can lose jobs in the best of times. Right. So. Right. Um, and who can't relate with having uh, to go through um, tough times uh, on a lot of different levels? But obviously, you know, this lesson's talking about stewardship and and a lot has to do with with our finances. So um, it's it's very relevant. Yes. Uh, Michael, that puts us first things first, putting God first. Sunday's lesson. Share with us there. Absolutely. So Second Chronicles chapter uh, 20 and so you have this, uh, basically this invasion, right? Right. <laughs> it's, it's not looking good. And uh, in fact, it says Jehoshaphat was alarmed in verse three of that chapter. And um, it's so bad that this, it, it just says a vast army, right? The Moabites, Ammonites, the Muonites, and uh, they're all fighting. So it's like all of your worst enemies. It's like your worst nightmare come true. Um, all the item fights. <laughs> yeah. Just like if, if you could ask for for all of your enemies and then just to kind of join forces and team up and say, let's get rid of you. Um, I mean, no, everybody has people that, uh, you know, have challenges or maybe doesn't like them or whatever. Right. But can you just imagine the, the people if you chose the three people that, you know, liked you the least and and said, hey, would you, rec- you know, write? Would you be my references for my next job interview? Right, Buster. Right, and, right. Uh, <laughs> like, no, you don't. You don't want that to happen. You want people that like you or have know you from your best experiences, not your worst. But that's uh, it, right for, there. For Israel, Jehoshaphat's like, man, our our three worst enemies that just like us the least, they're all teaming up and want to eliminate us. And so because of that, um, they realize it says verse four, that they came together to seek help from the Lord. And so, uh, and, and then there's this big long speech that, that goes on and I'm not going to read this, but, um, it's a call to return to God and put God first, which is kind of the point of the lesson here. And, um, I, I, I like this passage because, um, I often will use a verse from this passage when I'm, I'm preaching about, um, the prophetic gift in Ellen White. Right. So, right. Verse 20, it talks about uh, paying attention, right? 
Um, pay attention to your profits and you will be successful to use the um, NIV here. Um, so pay attention to what God has shared with you in the past, whether in this case, um, the ancient prophets or how God has spoken, or you've seen God working and, and studying the word of God and how you, you sense God's leading, right? And so right. look at the past, how God has led. And um, you will be the the term that's here is you'll be established and and it says um, and to even give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. So remembering God's goodness to us. So when we're going through tough times, um, God doesn't promise that He's going to take away that we won't have those tough times, but but just remember that God will bring us through those tough times, and we do that by expressing appreciation and thanks to God for his love and for what he has done for us in the past. So a sense of gratitude um, is, is here what um, leads to um, to everything else. So it's a matter of perspective um, going it through is. the hard time. So um, priorities, priorities. So um, those priorities are about trusting God and, and not ourselves. I think that's kind of the segue into Monday's lesson. Yeah, so uh, First Chronicles as well. Uh, chapter 21, though, verses 1 through 14, it makes it very clear. I'm just going to read the first and uh, the last text, if you will. Uh, here is David. And it says, now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. Right. And so you jump all the way down here. And David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Please let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are very great. And do not let me fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel and 70,000 men of Israel fell. So those of you who don't have a background on this uh, account, David, he decided to take census of his soldiers to see how strong he was. And God quickly reminded him, it's not your strength uh, that has brought you this far. Why are you relying on your own resources rather than relying upon me? Thus, you see these drastic measures that were taking place. And David had a good reminder, uh, and it cost, came at the cost of the lives of many of the Israel Israelite soldiers uh, to stop counting what you have and start thanking God for what you have and depending on him nonetheless. And, and so as we're coming across there, Michael, it asks this question, how do we strike the right balance between doing what we can, for instance, to be financially secure and yet at the same time, trusting the Lord for all things. And I think where your heart is there, where your treasure will be also. So is your heart in your finances and your things, or is your heart with God and everything belongs to him? So if we have our hearts and our minds set up on Christ the finances, the resources, the strength that we have, whatever it might be, is only a tool that we're using for the glory of God. And that's where it's supposed to be, not in look at me and how great I am. And so I think that that brings us to that, which also brings us to Michael Tuesday's lesson, time to simplify. Yeah, I, I like that, right? Simplify and um, keep it simple, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Keep it simple. And the key passage is from Second Peter chapter three, verses three through twelve. And it's asking the question: What is Peter uh, telling us or asking us with these these uh, these words in this passage here, right? And uh, from the NIV, I'm not going to read all of this, but it talks about the end times. This is one of those classic right. about uh, being ready for the end. And uh, you know the the scoffers that ask the question: Where is the promise of his coming? And it says, well. Um, you know, uh, and, and I think actually the, the key verse for me is verse nine. 
actually verse eight, do not forget one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. So first of all, as time is different to God, um, he exists in, with us in our world in the actual time we have, but, but then, but, but yet he is above and beyond and, and he is God, right? Omnipotent and uh, all knowing and, and everything else. And so there, there is this aspect in which God, God does know the future. God knows time at a different level than we can possibly ever experience or know. Um, and verse nine, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So one of the things is that, you know, Jesus is coming and this is part of this, this focus of apocalyptic. And, and of course, the point that I think the lesson's trying to get at is, you know, we don't, we're not going to be able to bring our things with us to heaven. So, right. so simplifying means, you know, don't, don't get obsessed about all the things you accumulate here on this earth, because really what purpose or what will that matter? Right. And, um, but most of all, um, it says that the point is, is that when God does come, when Jesus finally does return, um, the reason being is it, that there's a delay and, and people are always asking, well, why hasn't Christ come? Well, this is your answer right here. The word of God tells us God doesn't want anyone to perish. So it's only God's mercy that he's allowed time to exist and continue on as long as it has. And, and while we do live within that liminal space, that, that continuum of, of, of here now and the hereafter that we're preparing for, um, we need to make sure that we keep our priorities. In other words, we don't allow the present to distract us from what we're really should be about. And that's what I think simplifying about it, it really means is that we need to keep about our father's business. We need to keep mm. why we're here, uh, front and center. So, um, simplify simplify because we can't take it with us and we can't. that brings us back to our priorities buster what are we what what should be our priority you know i i believe earlier in this quarter michael we made the correlation between matthew 6 24 and first john 2 15 through 17 and uh that is you can't serve two masters god and mammon right uh but it also brings up do not love the world nor the things of it uh and so it correlates these two things. And once again, trying to bring about the reality that whatever our goal is, we're more than likely to at least somewhat accomplish it. So if our goal is to be rich beyond measure, uh, you can gain as much financial wealth and accumulate, accumulate, accumulate as much as you want to, but you'll probably be empty because life is so much more than accumulating wealth. Uh, but if your priority is serving God, you'll find that he will give you tools in order to be a blessing unto others, which is sometimes the most blessing as far as being rich as possible. Uh, and so along with this, uh, I found it very interesting that they finished up Second Peter 3, 10 through, uh, 10 through 14. So I know you read through verse 12, but 13 and 14 says, uh, after talking about the coming of Christ and, and the fire with fervent heat it says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. And that tells us what our ultimate goal is. Our ultimate goal is not this world. Our ultimate goal is heaven, but even beyond heaven, it's the new heaven. It's the new earth. It is the fact that we will be able to be in the presence of God and dwell there because of his righteousness 
that we've taken on as his robe of righteousness upon ourselves. And so it's a choice. And I think that's what we bring back to our audience is making sure that our choices are in aligned with God's choices. Uh, Lord, may the things that you love be the things that we love and may the things that you hate be the things that we hate. God hates greed. God hates uh, the love of wealth, not wealth, right? God does, God despises uh, torturing others and, and crawling over others, destroying other people's lives so that you can, can have something more. But God loves a cheerful giver. God loves the widow who put in those two mites and uh, she gave out of her nothingness where other people gave out of their abundance. And so God loves these things. And so help us to love God, the things that you love. That should be our priority, growing closer to him and using what we have in order to serve and help others. Uh, and so, Michael, that brings us home is when no one can buy or sell. Yeah. So we got this kind of apocalyptic here, focus here at the end. And yes, thing, Revelation 13 verses 11 through 17 and talks about these end times um, and those who are persecuted and those who worship the image of the, be- image of the beast versus those who do not and will not be able to buy or sell and unless they have a mark right um and, and on their foreheads and the mark of the beast this is the classic you know who has the mark you know because because and, and, and focus of big picture of scripture for those that might not be familiar i mean that's kind of the the antichrist those who stand against god and his people and everything that's against god and and that's that's where you don't want to be right know? and um and so um <clears throat> there is this aspect in which um there there is a continuity in terms of how we live our lives and do we live our lives to be faithful to god or not and and that's really the the question um, and I know a lot of people, oh, what's that going to look like? And then people start speculating, you know, is it this kind of, you hear a lot of conspiracy theories, even Buster, you know? I mean, yes, you do. But the <clears throat> point is, isn't what what it looks like. It's, it's do we choose to be faithful to God? We don't actually have to be afraid of it. No, we don't. We just have to know that we're in right relationship with God. And <clears throat> if that if that's our priority, as we just talked about, then all these other things will fall into place. Will it be easy through the end time events? Well, no, not really, but it wasn't meant to be easy necessarily, but not everything in life that's, you know, is easy. Some things, um, but, you know, I had a friend that was talking to me this this week, we were having a conversation and, um, and they were sharing, you know, <clears throat> you know, we have the end time events and, and someone is, you know, expressing how they're kind of concerned and even afraid about that. And this other person said, well, no, you get to go through those end time events. Mm it's an it's an opportunity um not not something that we have to endure or duress or so on will it be easy no but it's a privilege for god's people at the end of time to honor god faithfully um as they will continue doing throughout all eternity and so it's just being consistent and showing and sharing how god has worked in and through and that transformation just lives itself out so yeah there's going to be um you know that's that's what scripture describes are these this this description of god's people who endure through the end faithfully but they're sustained not by themselves they're sustained by the grace of god it's god's love and grace once again that sustains his people right through and into all eternity and that's one of the beautiful things about our adventist um, apocalyptic at the end yeah you know michael uh as we're winding down here and i thank you for that, that insight of taking out the fear that's a part of those times that oftentimes a company when we talk about uh, apocalyptic times 
But rather than having the fear, having trust in the Lord and knowing that the same God that's sustaining us today will be the same God that sustains us tomorrow as we trust in him more and more. And so speaking to the lesson, managing in tough times, I just want to bring up a personal anecdote. I remember just being about somewhere between eight and 10, but my father, uh, he, he lost his job and we were that he was without for about two months and week by week where I remember our family come together and they didn't really discuss finances in front of us, but you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, Hey, the meals are looking a little bit different right now. And, uh, parents are a lot more quiet and the jovialness is, is sucked out of the room. Right. And I remember one particular time where our family came together and prayed because it was really tough. And my dad was wondering where groceries were going to come from. And it's one of those stories. And I know probably people have told this before, but I I remember this vividly. Our family prayed and we came home from Wednesday night prayer meeting one night and there was groceries on our doorstep. And we have till this day have no idea where those groceries came from. And lo and behold, uh, probably about a month after that, my dad got a call back from his old job doing the exact same thing he was doing for more money and everything else. And uh, I remember hearing the talks of my parents remaining faithful of uh, still returning tithe on, (laughs) on the groceries that were given to them and figuring out how to return tithe on that. Right. Uh, But they were faithful in it and, and their, their faithfulness has rubbed off on me. You can't outgive God. And even in, in tough and difficult times, it's important to gather our families and even in lands of times of plenty to bring your families together and pray and thank God and ask him for his continued guidance. Love it. Well, tough times will happen. And what a great testimony. I love that Buster from your family and everything. And I uh, just want to encourage our listeners as you go through tough times, uh, maybe you're not at the moment, maybe you're thinking about something in the past, or maybe some of our listeners will be saying, hey, that's me right now. I'm going yes. through that tough time. Uh, trust in God and see this as an invitation as an invitation to, um, to, to, you know, it may not immediately, uh, suddenly, you know, lightning bolt from heaven yeah. um, in the good sense of that lightning. Yeah. Bolt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it may not have an instant, uh, effect is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but, but, uh, yet, um, trust God, uh, remain faithful and, um, he will help bring you through that. So he will be with you. Well, I think that's another wrap for another week, Buster. Um, I believe so. Uh, almost the end of this quarter. It's been exciting to to make this journey together with you. And so uh, as we wrap this this week up, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.